What's cooler than a Jungle King? Jungle Hunt, of course. It's 1200XL, episode 17. Hi, everybody. Welcome to 1200XL. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Jungle Hunt. Oh, yeah. Aaron, have you ever uh, have you ever espoused to be a big game hunter? God, no. Oh, Lord, no. I'm too big a coward. Also, I don't like to get sweaty. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I, uh, you ever walk out? We, we don't have a jungle here, no. but we got the deep woods, mm-hmm. right? You got the deep woods around here, so what's going on right now? Ticks, right? Yeah. Ticks to beat the band. Big, mm-hmm. nasty ones. And so I'm thinking to myself, if we can get ticks out in the backyard, right, in the woods, think of the crap you can get when you're in the jungle. You know, ticks as big as your head. Those right. weird things that swim around the water, and you get in there, and they crawl up in you. You know, yeah. those mm-hmm. leeches that leeches. get on top of you and stuff. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, they wear those pith helmets. Right. When I was in the band, our arch enemy was this band called Vincent High School Marching Band. And they wore wore pith helmets and they looked like a bunch of geeks. And I never, (laughs) I always, I hate those guys. They weren't wearing cool pink plastic cowboy hats with feathers in them like we were. That's right. They didn't have the cool uniforms. We're pimp of the nation (laughs) back in those days. That's something Snoop Dogg might be able to pull off. So, yeah, none of those things add up to me going at. Oh, and also the danger of being eaten. And also, I don't like guns. So I think that pretty much sums it up. What about you, Boat? Now, no, no. For all the reasons that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, just the, the the idea of going out into the wilderness and, uh, and and stalking a wild animal that could easily rip you to shreds, yeah. that, that, that doesn't fill me with delight. No good. Now, no good. I do, I do have a follow-up question, though. Mm. Aside from the, the sort of uh, questionable morality of trophy hunting, if you could have an animal stuffed in your living space, right there in the living room, right beside that weird fortune teller machine you've got, what would you like? You know, I'll, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm kind of like you. Like, uh, should you go out and say, shoot an elephant? Probably not. Probably you know? not. But if so, if one had already been shot mm-hmm. and someone was like, hey, Aaron, would you like this elephant stuffed? But I'd, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if I'm going to pick something. To be stuffed and like you mean like a, a whole animal or just a head? Well, you can take it either way. But I wouldn't mind a whole animal. Whole animal. I'd like to have one of those uh, uh, lion pelt rugs, mm-hmm. you know, with the head still the sort head. of attached, right? You know, I'd also like because they, they look comfy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also like to have one of like a stuffed like a panther or something. That's something you don't see every day, like up on your wall. Like, mm-hmm. it, make it look like it's coming out of like a shadow realm, you know, like, Bruh. maybe get the little paws stuck to it, like it's like it's jumping out of the wall, mm-hmm. you know? That's, I think I'd go with that. Yeah, that's a Top that. good choices. I yeah. would like to have a leopard skin rug or a oh, lion yeah. skin, anything with a head on it. Although the bear skin rug, it's been done. I don't want the bear skin. I don't want bear because we got bears in West Virginia. We don't have, right. uh, we don't have lions and panthers and crap. That's, That's what right. I want. Um, I really like to have a big old bull moose, you know, just a large, large bull moose. Hey, I'll tell you why. Hat with rack. the antlers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Those are hat cool. And coat rack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that, that's not the worst. Just but again, we've got those in North America. I want to get some crap I've never seen. 
Because mm-hmm. no one's expecting that, you know, uh, when you come into a house. But yeah, that'd be a good choice too, but How about a, a, a stuffed sugar glider that you could hang by wires, like people hang up their model their model planes, you know? They're such a super tiny and cute. No, yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> Doing like one of those deals? No, I don't want a sugar glider. How long would it take to stuff? How much would that cost? I don't know. Do they charge by the pound? I don't know how that works. I don't know. I don't know either. I said people have squirrels and stuff. I've seen people that have those stuffed. Mm-hmm. You know, but then it's a squirrel. I mean, I go outside and see squirrels everywhere. I don't need a stuffed one. Uh, would, you ever, a big thing. would you ever consider stuffing one of your cats when it's time comes? No, because somehow, even from the grave, that thing would shed all over the house. And I can't get <laughs> So, yeah, there, I could stuff it with all the hair it leaves behind at any given day. So, no, no, I don't think so. That would be also upsetting because I love my babies. Yeah. Well, Aaron, let's talk about Jungle Hunt. Oh, okay? man. Yeah. So, Jungle Hunt, this thing came out in 1982 <laughs> this in the arcades. <laughs> this thing? That's when it came out. <laughs> now, the Jungle Hunt that we see before us is not the Jungle Hunt that appeared in arcades, because the Jungle Hunt did not appear in arcades at first. It came out as Jungle King. That's yeah. right. Jungle King. Jungle King featured everybody's f- favorite um, guy that lives in the jungle, Tarzan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of course, it was never explicitly named as Tarzan, but there were several features that made the game Tarzan-like. For one, your guy was wearing that the, your your patented Tarzan loin pelt uh, yeah. that he always wears around. The and one two, piece over the shoulder number. And two, uh, when he jumped, he gave the old Tarzan yell. Is there is there an official name for that? Well, he only did that at the beginning of the first level, or, mm. or when he finished the level, he would okay. do it too. Yeah, that's the old Tarzan yell. Hey, Carol Burnett did it. You know, I, I remember when this came out in the arcade. I was playing this sucker. It was awesome. And by the way, I, I've never been able to find this anywhere. I distinctly remember playing a version of this game that was called Tarzan, complete really? with marquee. Wow. I've never found any evidence of that, so it could have been the fever dream of a young idiot. Uh, but uh, this game was cool when it came out. <coughs> Excuse me. And, of course, uh, when you use Tarzan, the estate of Edgar Rice Burroughs would like to have a word with you, Boat. That's right. Uh, when you're trying that crap. And they dropped the hammer all over Tato. They were like, we're not having that. And they, so, threatened, they threatened to sue in much the same way that Universal tried to sue Nintendo uh, for the, uh, the Donkey Kong. But in this case, uh, uh, Taito uh, bowed to their demands and, uh, and withdrew the game and republished it as Jungle Hunt. Now, Aaron... What do you think about the repurposing of your Tarzan character as your jungle hunter? Listen, I don't get a problem with it. In fact, in a lot of ways, it kind of makes more sense, maybe. Uh, it seems like Tarzan would have a better rapport with like the natives than this mm-hmm. guy would. So at the end, when they're trying to cook your girlfriend, I could see where this guy would be more angry and it would make more and they don't want to care they don't want to hear this guy. I mean, they've got to know that Tarzan's all man. But look at this geek. They don't think he... Look at him. He comes up with a pith helmet. They're, they're not going to listen to him. So it makes more sense to me. I didn't have a problem with the switchover, to be honest with you. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. You would think that uh, that Taito would take this opportunity to create a new character. Heck, they've got to they've got to come up with a non-Tarzan guy. Why yeah. not give this guy a snappy name? You know, something like Hard Hat Harry. 
Pitfall Jim. Something does he like have that. a name, Bo? He does not have a name. Yeah, or if he has a name, it was not communicated in the documentation of the Atari Eight Bit game. Mm. Um, the, yeah, I never uh, heard the, one. The, the the only background that you get is uh, you get you and your traveling companion were enjoying a leisurely jungle safari when suddenly you were accosted by two savage cannibals. Mm. Now they've spirited away your lady friend and plan to cook her up for supper. You better rescue her quickly or your sweetie <laughs> will soon be stew. Yeah, yeah. That's a classic That's a classic uh, plot from back in the day. If you listen to old radio shows like I do, they're, they're, the, you, the jungles were crawling with these cannibalistic natives, apparently. Yeah. Because you don't hear much about that in these days, but back in those days, all the time. Yeah. Now, the Atari or the Atari 8-bit version of Jungle Hunt uh, was a de- a developed by, uh, I think it was actually also developed by, um, by Taito. That, yeah, I don't Taito, see, Taito yeah, of America. Yeah. I, Taito of America. So this, is, this, is, this was kept in-house. Um, I don't have any uh, any credits on file for this uh, no, that I, I can couldn't find. find any either. But um, it is uh, like I said, it was released in December of 1983. That much is is, is sure. So uh, this came out just one year after the uh, the arcade version. So pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, and this is your classic uh, multi stage arcade game. Uh, yeah. You've got you've got four different stages. Uh, the first stage. Uh, features your your jungle hunter uh, swinging from vines uh, as he attempts not to fall to his doom. Uh, the second stage, he has to jump into a tropical lake, possibly a tropical portion of the ocean. Uh, I always thought it was a, a river, it's, like well, a, a it's, jungle it's hard river. To know because you've got uh, you've got coral growing there, and I think coral only yeah. grow in the sea. It's, it's maybe a, it's a saltwater river. Yeah, it's one of those. Know. Yeah, you, you never know. <laughs> so anyway, you've got to contend with uh, staying. You got you got to keep your breath. You know, as you dive, you run out of oxygen. Plus, you've also got these killer crocodiles that are after you. You also have to deal with jellyfish that emerge from the depths uh, and try and entrap you. So there are hazards all around. Now, I've always, in fact, in the arcade, those weren't jellyfish. Those were air bubbles. Oh. And they would come up, and you would get caught in them. That oh, was the, so I, okay. I think those are air bubbles. Oh, I always thought they were jellyfish, but I gave it, I, I bet you 100 bucks you're correct. Um, so, I'll uh, take that bet. Yeah, so anyway, you move on, you you dry off, and then it's time to negotiate a slight inclined hill. That's right, (laughs) the ultimate challenge. Well, listen, they must have the the, the rock slide to end all rock slides, because if you traverse this thing... You get just this ever, this never-ending pile of rocks that slowly descend from the top of the screen in a bouncing fashion, just like trying to catch a grounder when you're playing second base. Yeah, you've got to you've got to jump over these things at just the right time to finally make it to the final stage, where you have to outwit the cannibals by jumping over their spears to rescue your lady friend before she she's lowered into the cauldron. Yeah. And you can't touch the you can't touch the natives, the spears, or the fire on the cauldron, or the cauldron. You've got to touch just the girl. Now, Aaron, did I miss anything in my exposition of the stages there? No, I think you nailed it pretty good. You know, this is your, you know, uh, Tato uh, was responsible for your for your Moon Patrol, as I recall. This game is uh, reminds me of Moon Patrol a lot. It's different stages that have different like things going on. This is more uh, advanced, I guess. But I like the fact that they mix up the gameplay in this. 
the vines. I mean, some of this stuff is like you would see it the parts of this game in other games for years. Mm-hmm. Like the the underwater meter thing. Oh, thank you, Buck. Mupto from IRAM. Uh, but you have the uh, uh, you've got the 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 vine aspect of this. They got moved, a lot of people got used the vines in their games, and this and you know and this right here was a, a great implementation. The swimming they did a good job. Uh, the the last two levels, which I would contend are the toughest, uh, the rock level and the cannibal level. It's funny in the arcade, I don't have too much trouble with the cannibals, but in this version, I had a lot more trouble. The rock level in the uh, 8-bit version, I found particularly difficult, Boat, uh, <clears throat> because the rocks are kind of harder to judge, and sometimes if you're if you're not playing your cards right, you'll get a double rock. Mm-hmm. When you get, because in the arcade, you've got the normal rocks, and in the case of this huge rock will come out, and you can duck the rock and get extra points. But in this one, the rocks doesn't bounce quite as high, and it's hard to, you know, like you said with a with a grounder, it, there's a lot of bad hops mm-hmm. on this on this thing that are tough to negotiate. If you just hit your your fire button, your guy will jump. But if you hold up, I notice he goes a lot higher. Did you notice oh, that when you I were did, playing? I did not know that. That would have made a huge difference. Yeah, because it's hard to jump over this stuff uh, when you're on that level. And I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting much air. Uh, and so if you, uh, I started holding up with the joystick, and I was getting more air. Uh, but the the uh, but the, that level is a lot tougher, I thought. And then the last level, the, that jump between the last cannibal and your girlfriend is not an easy jump to make, man. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a tough jump. I found this game very difficult. Compared, I would say I'm a pretty good hand in the arcade at this game. Uh, this version I thought was more difficult. What did you think? How did you well, fare? This game has uh, it has three different levels of difficulty. You've got regular, advanced, or beginner. <clears throat> and when you play on the regular or advanced levels, you get three chance. You get three lives. Uh, when you play as a beginner, you get six. So they, they do give you a little bit of, of slack there if you choose the beginner level, but I did think that this game was much harder than the arcade version. And that and you don't you don't get that a lot with ports. A lot of times yeah, it's the, the ports opposite. are easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> another thing we didn't mention is that on the higher levels as we're watching right now, uh there monkeys appear on the vines. And, yeah, uh, I hate those to, guys. Yeah, you you have to wait for the monkey to kind of get out of your way. Uh the the manual calls the air bubbles mysterious murk. Mysterious yeah. Merc. I think I yeah. knew a guy called Mysterious Merc. You know, the Merc, the Mysterious Merc, something that's a little bit different in the arcade as well, it's like a wall of Merc in the home version here. Mm-hmm. In the arcade, there's, all, there's not as much, it's not like a full-on wall of crud that comes up. I mean, this stuff gets in your way like a, a barricade almost. And if you get caught in one of these air bubbles, your guy's discombobulated for a few seconds, and you can be sure a gator or a croc is coming up to get you. Uh, I thought the uh, the graphics on the water level were nice. They did a good job on the bottom part of the river. I thought the gators looked good. In fact, overall, I found the graphics of this to be a pleasant surprise. What did you think? Yeah, yeah, and I think that the scoring is actually pretty sophisticated too. You know, we're talking about the yeah. water level. You, depending on where you you stab the crocodile and what its position is, you get different amounts of points. So if you stab a crocodile with open jaws near the surface, you get two hundred points. If you stab him with open jaws near the river bottom, you get 300. So if you're looking to point press on this game, you want to get your crocs when they're down at the bottom, you know, and stab them. Of course, it's a lot more difficult to do that. 
you get you get the big points. Same thing when you are uh, when you're on the boulder level. Uh, if you if you run under a boulder, you get fifty points. But if you're able to actually duck the boulder, you get twice that. You get a hundred points. And of course, jumping a boulder gets you two hundred. So this is an interesting game to play for high score. Obviously, you're going to see everything the game has to offer pretty quickly. Um, but the, it's the it's the looping and the the. This really reminds me of that Coco Classic uh, Canyon Bomber, don't you think? I, I never thought of it that way. To be honest with you, the uh, I, I will say I think the scoring was consistent across from the arcade because I remember like for example you're talking about ducking the uh, big rock, mm-hmm. like that you you duck you could run under it for points and duck it it would give you more points, you know, uh, and the same thing with the gators. So I, I mean I think they they did a, a pretty good job by the arcade in terms of the scoring. I think if you compare as we're looking at the comparison screen again between the arcade and the home version. I think there's a there's a lot to to enjoy here. I mean, you know, some of these eight bit ports, let's face facts, but they weren't they didn't exactly try to kill it. You know, what I'm saying when they were pulling them across, mm-hmm. and I think they really uh, excelled themselves. Maybe it's because Tato America was involved in doing the uh, doing the port, but I thought I think it's a pretty good effort. I mean, yeah. I would not have been disappointed, you know, because Jungle Hunt got ported to everything. You know, oh, yeah. everything got it, and it was mixed results. But I mean, this is one. If I had played this at home, I would be totally uh, stoked to play it. I mean, I liked everything about it. Even the monkeys make the weird noise, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when you're on there. But they did, they did a lot of stuff right, so I, I thought it was dandy. Yeah, this thing shipped for the Apple II, the 2600, the 5200, the ColecoVision, the C64, had a, B, uh, a PC booter disc, uh, the TI got it, and the Vic. So this thing was all over the place. Yeah, this was a big... Hey, when this came, it came out in the arcade, I could tell you... Like, we loved it. I was always playing this game. I thought it was real fun. Those games in the early days where you got the different the different level changes and stuff, that was, I mean, again, it seems like nothing now, but at the time, you're like, wow, it's like playing two or three games in one. Pretty cool, you know? And this one, they had a good theme to it as well. It made it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, there was a, uh, a there, Atari did win, or they did offer a contest, Aaron, this was uh, the the Jungle Hunt and Kangaroo $100,000 Atari Safari sweepstakes. Okay? Okay. All you have to do is fill out this was no, no challenge was involved. All you have to do is is fill out this entry entry card and send in your wins or send in your card and you could win uh, if you won first prize Aaron, you won a Canon AE135 mm camera, uh, some <laughs> lenses, a custom carrying bag. Oh, I thought you were actually going to win. Oh yeah, and it says win a camera safari for four to your choice uh, to Africa or Australia. So that wow. was a grand prize. That's a big deal, man. It's funny when you first started. I thought you were going to say you want a cannon. I was like, holy cow, <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, that'd be great. A safari. Uh, you know, where would you go? By the way, Africa or Australia? <clears throat> oh, I would probably go to Australia because I'd stop by and see all our buddies while I was down there. I don't know. It's hard to pass up an African safari, though. I don't know. That'd be that'd be tough. It'd be a tough choice. That's yeah. a great. I wonder. I wonder if there's any uh, any uh, documentation on who won that and what. Well, how I was it, just it, wondering it, that because the uh, the second prize was you could win uh, an Atari Safari Big Game Watch, which was one of those game and watch games. Yeah. And then third prize, you could win one of five thousand Atari Safari duffel bags. I wonder how many of those Atari Safari duffel bags are still out there. Yeah, that's neat. That, yeah. that shows you the kind of jack this game was bringing to the table, where they were willing to put in the money to really get it going. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, that is sort of uh, wraps up our coverage of Jungle Hunt, but we got some killer reviews from our oh, Discord great. channel. Jocko6502 starts off. He says, Jungle King lived in one of my local arcades when I was younger, and whilst I often stared into its glowing screen, it never persuaded me to part with my coins. And even through emulation, I can probably count the number of times I've played it. The Atari 8-bit version of Jungle Hunt is one of its better ports. Sound and graphics are good. All the levels are present, and it's quite playable. It's a slightly infuriating game, both at home and in the arcade, but it doesn't actually take long to get good enough at the game to get to the end. Sadly, like many games of the time, there isn't much to Jungle Hunt, and I don't know if there's a strategy to get a super high score, but it's just not one that really grabs me. Worth checking out, but not a keeper. 7 out of 10. And Steve writes, It's the age-old story. Man gets girl, man loses girl, man swings across ropes, fights crocodiles, jumps over rolling rocks, all to rescue girl from cooking pot, and does it again. I'd never heard of Jungle Hunt before. Somehow passed me by. I was pleased to get to the rocks on my first attempt, more forgiving than most early 80s fare. The graphics and sound were nice, but the game loop seemed limited and not really manic enough to become exciting. 6 out of 10. I will say this, speaking to Steve's review, uh, when you compare this game to a game like Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Jr., it's much easier to loop Jungle Hunt. Uh, you can oh, loop, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. The, the, the difficulty level is, is much, much less... However, yeah. I don't think anybody would say Jungle Hunt is a better game than Donkey Kong I, or Donkey. Kong. I would Kong. say that it's even even a game like you mentioned a minute ago, Kangaroo would be would, was harder than this. Oh yeah, that, but I've that, still that's, never looped Kangaroo. That's, that's part game. of the fun of it, though. You know, mm. uh, this game had a lower entry. Sometimes you need a game like this where you don't feel like a, a, a dork when you're playing it, so you can actually have a good go of it. And this game, a lot of this game was built on the fact that it looked great. It was bringing something different to the table, and it had a great theme, and that uh, that that went a long way. I think uh, before so, I I think before I I said Canyon Bomber, but I was thinking of Canyon Climber. Yeah, because I was yeah. baffled when yeah. you said that. But I, I, I was I like, how could you not see the? But then I realized I said the wrong thing. But this is to me that the the because I don't think the Coco did the Coco get Jungle Jungle Hunt or Jungle King in some guy. I, I believe I believe it did get a uh, one of its classic Coco clone arenies. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll have to look into that. But uh, but yeah, this that that's what this reminded me of because it's that multi-stage sort of like you know going into the jungle type thing. Although you do blow up a bridge in Canyon and Canyon Climber, so you don't get to do that in Jungle Hunt. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so we come to the end, Aaron. It's time to bid a fond farewell to Jungle Hunt. Uh, you know, if you uh, if you like the show, if you want us to do more of them, uh, please leave us a comment on YouTube. Uh, we don't have a Patreon set up for this show. Uh, we kind of just do this because we, we we like doing it, but we don't want to do it every month because we, sometimes we can't. But we do it when we can because, gosh we darn it. it, we love the Atari 8-bit. Um, mm. You can listen to uh, the audio version of this at bit.ly slash 1200XL. We record the show live on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. If you like this format, you want to hear more of what we have to say, you can check out our Amiga podcast, Amigos. We do a show about the ZX Spectrum called R. Sinclair, The Coco Show, and of course, ARG Presents, where you and your brother spin the wheel and make the deal. All of those mm. links are in the show notes. Aaron... What are we going to be playing next time on 1200XL? Let's have a look, Boat. We're going back to the jungle, Boat. Back to the jungle. I like it. Congo Bongo. This is a uh, one of the early 3D isometric titles, right? 
Yes, she sure is. You know, I, I was uh, looking for something for us to look at, and I was inspired by Jungle Hunt. And uh, when I looked around, I, I, it's amazing. All the stuff we've done, I, I could not find any uh, notice that we'd ever covered this on any show. Weird. And so Congo Bongo is a uh, one that was quite a unique effort when it was released uh, in the arcade. So I thought it'd be fun to look at on the 8-bit. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you all so much for watching or listening. We'll see you next time, and make sure you play... You're Atari today.